starting? I don't even know what's happening. It's, yeah, yeah. It's very hard to start a podcast without feeling like you're um, trying to warm up a children's birthday party. You're like, hi, guys. Like, am I teaching kindergarten? What is this? Okay, if you I could can't. all sit, um, sit but... down on the, on the carpet square and crisscross applesauce, and we'll get this going. <laughs> Jimmy, juice is after we read the books. Juice is after. And we've talked about this. No caffeine. Your mom knows how you get. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Family Gems, you guys. It's our first, uh, well, sort of first episode. We've, we've, we've tried, we've failed, we're gonna, you know, but we won't give up. That's what it's like to be a woman in comedy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so this is a podcast. We share fun family stories, uh, very simple, uh, fun. We all have trauma to unleash. Um, oh, we sure do. Tell you a little bit about... Oh, yeah, absolutely. A little bit about me. Uh, my name is Suba. If you don't know me, I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, writer, all the things. Uh, somebody give me a job. And um, a little bit about my family. We grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm first generation. My parents immigrated over here. So obviously classic. Oh, my God. Will they get along? Two different cultures. One roof. What are we going to do? <laughs> Very like... <laughs> Very classic um, issues uh, arising. So that's a little bit of where I'm coming from. Um, okay, so I, I'm Valerie. Hello. Hi. Uh, last name is Tossie, like tossing a ball, putting it on here because everyone fucks it up. So you're welcome. Um, so <laughs> I'm originally from uh, Boston, Mass. I live in LA now. I've lived out in LA for 15 years. I'm a, a stand-up comedian, voiceover artist, actor, writer, anything that will pay me. Uh, I love pinball. I'm a big <laughs> pinball nerd. And my family are all uh, there. My parents are in Florida now, but they just moved there in, within the last year. My sister's still up in uh, Mass, and my brother is also in Florida because we are very codependent. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, my family is uh, loud Italian maniacs. And so there's a uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of a white sheep in a family of black sheep, so there's always a lot of trauma that I love to tell people about. Wait, okay, I have a question. So your family likes being together. <laughs> the way you said that, like, it was such a, like, unknown concept. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because your brother went to Florida. I mean, look, I love my parents, but the second I had the opportunity, I moved across the country. I'm like, look, we're going to live together again when I can't afford a nursing home. Like, that's what we're That's so funny. Well, okay, so this was actually the story that I was going to bring in. So... Um, that I've decided to share with the class. So my parents decided <laughs> to move during the pandemic because they've never made a good decision in their lives. And uh, and so they sold our childhood home in uh, January 2021. So right as like the vaccine was just starting to roll out and they moved to Sarasota, Florida. And they, you know, they kind of were like, they didn't have a plan. And you guys know the housing market's insane. Like they still haven't found a house. And so they've been kind of bopping around, staying on people's, uh, in, in people's guest rooms, staying in Airbnbs, like trailers, like, like literally anywhere. It's been wild to watch from afar. And wow, like Francis McDormand and no Kind of, mind. only like worse. <laughs> like my parents, I was like, <laughs> you guys can't. You're in your 60s. This isn't finding yourself anymore. This is finding yourself in a situation you can't get out of. Like, so 
So they're kind of figuring it out. And, you know, my brother and I have been watching it all. And finally, uh, my brother was like, I have to, I'm going to go down there and try to wrangle them because this is nuts. So my brother is 26. Mm. He stayed with me for two months during COVID and then went down there to kind of wrangle them. So he gets down there. Wow, that's never good when a 26-year-old man is like, let me be the responsible one. Let me uh, put down... Fortnite, uh, stop coming in this gym sock. I'm sorry. I know he is your brother, but look, <laughs> everything. Is- stop the podcast. I'm gonna. Excuse me. I'll be right back. I need to go vomit up my breakfast. Uh, no, but he like you're not wrong. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I've always been that person too because I'm the oldest, and so I've always been the the third adult. If sometimes the only adult, if we're being real, and so. <laughs> my brother was like, I'm going to go down there. Cause like I had enough. I was like, I've, I've put in my time of trying to wrangle these, these two. So it's, you're, you're on deck. So he went down there, decided he actually really loved Florida and he wasn't happy up in Boston anyway. So we decided to stay. He found a job. He found an apartment, moves into the apartment. My parents are helping him move in. And literally my parents looked around and my dad was like, Ah, this will do. And then moved into the same apartment building. Can you even with the codependency? Oh my God. Can you even imagine being 26 years old and finally like leaving the nest and then your parents just follow you? (laughs) Like that's hilarious. It's so funny. And so it's, I, it's. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean like. Like, you know, it's it's an apartment complex that has, like, a couple of standalone buildings. So they're not in the same building, but they're, like, I mean, you can, he can yell from out, like, yell out the window. And my parents will be like, yeah, what do you want? Like, they're, you know what I mean? Like, they're close. So it's very funny. And so my brother, you know, he's really, like, he's really getting his groove back. Because he, had like, gained a ton of weight during the pandemic. And, like, even before that, because he just... He wasn't taking care of himself and he like, you know, he just wasn't happy where he was. And, and, you know, when mm. you're 20 in your twenties and you're a dude, you're eating your face off no matter what. And he's not a right. healthy human being. And so, oh my God, can I just sign yes. it real quick? My, when my brother put on a little bit of weight, my mom is such a psychopath. She called me and was like, Saba, you're a comedian. I need you to make fun of him until he loses no! weight. And oh I was my like, God. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, I am 1000% not going to do that. I'm not going to fat shame my brother. I'm not going to have my brother cancel me. <laughs> fat shame. I'm like, are you out of your mind? And then literally I didn't do it. And then she called me a week later and was like, Suba, actually don't say anything. Turns out he's very sensitive. About yeah, of course he like, is. Anybody <laughs> would be. You may. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was crying, laughing. And I know it's that's that immigrant shit. It came out of a place of love where she's like, I'm worried about your cholesterol. So I'm going to make fun of your back titties. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. Well, you know what? Leave him alone. This is between him and his doctor. (laughs) Like, what? So. And he wasn't even heavy. It was wild. Okay, so exact opposite with my family. Now my brother has like started eating better and he started working again. So he's like up and active and like, and all that. So my, my brother mm. lost a ton of weight and my dad will not stop harassing him about it. Where he's like, what happened? What happened to you? You, you, what you sick, you lost too much weight. You gotta go. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta go to the doctor. And I was like, I love that this family is only concerned with our health when we're actually healthy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just like, my dad's triglycerides are off the fucking rails. And yet 
And just he's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so, so anyway, my brother is like. I like that about your dad. Oh, he, you don't sweat when you eat. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my God. Truly. Like my dad will put away like a three pound bag of M&Ms a night. Like he's like out of control. Damn. I know. So my brother um, has been like living his best life down there now. Like he started dating somebody. He's like, like he's doing great. So my parents, because they're in the same building, my brother's been dating this person for literally like 10 days. And they're like, well, why haven't we met her yet? I was like, are you oh. fucking serious? It's been 10 days. The only oh, reason you even know no. she exists is because you live in the same complex. Like, that's it. And so my dad wanted to know how serious it was getting and wanted to know if she was spending the night. Okay. Rather than texting my brother, like a normal human being, my dad decided to fly his drone over to look in the window and see if she was there. Oh my God. Can you even like unhinged? Okay. This like, I cannot, like, I thought this was so fucking funny. So I tweeted about it, of course. And cause his pain is, uh, is all just perfect mining for jokes for me. And so tweeted about it and everybody was like, well, don't bury the lead. Like, did his girlfriend stay over? And I was like, oh, I've been informed we're not allowed to call her uh, his girlfriend yet. And like. Yeah, because it's 10 Because it's been like no time at all. So literally like five minutes later, my I get a text from my brother that's a screenshot of my tweet. And he's like, what are you doing? She follows you on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean I'm responsible for my little brother not getting laid? Still got it. <laughs> that's. Hilarious. Oh. I cannot, but that's like, that's like it. If I were to pitch that as an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, they'd be like, that's not realistic. <laughs> Nobody's flying a drone. Oh yeah. The best part. Into their son's bedroom. Can you fucking even, the best part is that when my, when my mom got my dad this drone, my dad is not technologically savvy at all. They just got the internet. I'm not even kidding you. Okay. My dad is a flip phone. It's ridiculous. Oh, no. So my mom's like, yeah, for Christmas, I got your father a drone. And I was like, yeah, that's like getting a bear a drone. What are you doing? And she goes, she goes, don't worry. I didn't get the expensive one that automatically comes back. And I was like, oh, so he can use it once. Great. I was like, insane. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, oh. I can't even process I that. I can't either. It's so funny. And now I've been laughing because... Like, this girl that my brother's dating is way out of his league. Like, she's this, like, beautiful personal <laughs> trainer. And now she's, like, giving my brother the makeover that I tried to do when he was out here with me. And he, she's, like, buying him clothes that actually fit him. She's, like, making him join his, her gym and, like, Aww. all this stuff. And I'm just, like, I need to be friends with this queen so I can literally put in requests for all the things that are bugging me. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't stand the green text bu- bubbles either. Can you get him into a, into a Verizon to get him an iPhone? This is getting out of control. <laughs> but also, your brother has to stay with her now. Because I hate, oh, there's nothing worse than when you fix up a man. And then he goes and, like, about his merry way. And you're like, no, I fix that. I deserve a seller's fee at least. <laughs> like, I deserve at least... For every Red Lobster date you take your new girlfriend on, I want you to bring me home bread rolls. Like, I deserve something so funny. for the work I did. Yeah, it's like if you're going to buy a shitty house and then flip it, you get a profit. That's how this works. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. You got you to gotta get a return on that investment. That's all we're saying. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Um, okay. So that's, I mean, I could go on for a million years about all the weird shit my family does, but, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about yours, Suba. Please, yes. please grace us. <laughs> um, okay. So this is one of my favorite stories. I was reminded of it, uh, randomly at a show, but, um, so my mom and all, I have always had like issues communicating, uh, just cause I never told her what was going on. Cause I was like, I'm not a narc. And it's like, <laughs> no, ask for help. But like, <laughs> I, uh, I was getting bullied a lot and I didn't have like a ton of friends when I was younger. So I didn't want to have a birthday party because I wasn't like, I'm like, I'm not going to, it's going to be me and Ariel. This is going to be depressing. <laughs> uh, but my mom, she didn't understand why I didn't want to have a birthday party. So she decided to throw me a surprise birthday. And let me tell you, Valerie, it was quite the surprise because when I came home, flipped on the lights, all of my childhood bullies were just in my house no. and my mom went, surprise! And I was like, ah! oh my God, Suba! <laughs> that shit was so funny. I was like, oh, you've got to be but kidding But also, me. what does that say about these kids that they showed up to the kid's house that they bullied? Like, oh, they were, they were the worst. Okay, I don't know if you ever had a bully like this. I've had several, please they go ahead. Like, <laughs> But they would, like, think they're your friends, if that makes sense, as they were doing horrible things to you. Like, literally at volleyball camp, they played a game called Hit Suba with the volleyball. <laughs> Super not oh creative. God. No surprises, no point system, no scoring system. Like, very, like, low. I love that you're in the, in the writer's <laughs> brain for it, where you're like, I need to punch up your bullying. This is not, you're better than this. <laughs> You're like pitching them like, ideas for names pun. of what they could call you. You're like, I think this would actually be a lot better, stronger. Suball, <laughs> Suball, you know something. <laughs> it was bad. Like that was the shit they would do, and then they would be like, "Oh, but we're just playing. We're cool, right?" And then I'd be like, "We're cool," and then I would just go home and scream into the void. I'm like, "How would?" Like I had those type of boys where they were like, "Oh no, we're chill. We're all chill here." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no one's chill. Like, Zero people are chill. All of." All of this resentment is going to trap me in a career of comedy. This is your fault. Yeah. I love I love that Anne Lamont <laughs> quote where she's like, you own everything that happened to you. And if people want you to write uh, to speak better of them, they should have they should have behaved better. And it's like it's like such a great mm. thing where it's like you own all everything that happens to you. And you're like, yeah, man, you don't want me to talk shit. Don't start shit. <laughs> like, Don't start shit. Won't be mm -hmm. shit. I don't know who that's a quote from. <laughs> Ludicrous. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you could say any anybody at this point, and I would believe you. You're like Paul Rudd. He's probably a real time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Okay, yeah, but, go ahead. So that is uh, one of my favorite stories from my mom, just trying to be supportive and nice. And um, one of my favorite stories from my dad. Um, so my parents, like, tried really hard to have me and my brother have the best life. So they... Um, You're like, ugh. They, we couldn't... Oh, I know. So stupid. Like, get a hobby. But uh, <laughs> Why are you obsessed with me? <laughs> Seriously. I wish. I wish they were obsessed. Okay. My parents did this weird thing, and I think it's because they were overworked and, and over their heads, where they were simultaneously, like, helicopter parents, but also incredibly neglectful it was like this bizarre mix and i think it's just because they were exhausted and they couldn't keep everything in their brains but it's like they would be so strict about where i am what i'm doing planning out my entire day but then forget to pick me up from soccer <laughs> oh, practice <no>. like 
I know. And then, like, it got to the point where the coach got used to just waiting with me after practice because my parents were asleep. There was one point in the middle of a blizzard where my mom dropped me off at the library, didn't realize the library was closed. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I was just standing outside of the library freezing for, like, an hour until she came. Thank God she remembered to pick me up because I was like, what is happening also a testament of how gross i was of a child because nobody wanted to kidnap me like i was free (laughs) i was available i was wandering around multiple neighborhoods nobody wanted me nobody wanted me in my stupid little cat sweater my mom bought me like i feel like she dressed me like shit just because she knew she was so neglectful that's so funny i remember like as a kid, I also dressed very, like, I dressed what I thought was cool, you know, because, like, my favorite character, okay, so I used to read a ton of The Babysitter's Club when I was younger. It was one of my favorite book series, and I was obsessed with Claudia because, like, you know, there's no pictures, but, like, I just assumed, but the way they described her outfits, she was such a badass, and I was like, I want to fucking dress like that. So I was always, like, pairing together weird shit that I thought that would be super cool because I was like, Claudia would wear this. So... I would always get made fun of because it'd be like nice stirrup leggings, you fucking nerd. And I'm like, I, <laughs> and I'm like, these are cool. And then of course, leggings all of a sudden made this like crazy resurgence. And I was like, yeah, okay, motherfuckers. I was ahead of my time. And like, <laughs> yeah, I think anytime uh, you're getting your fashion advice from a text description in a book, you're wrong. If I just say like, you're not gonna be on the cutting edge, wow! I can't believe you're coming for me like this. <laughs> oh my god! I was I was such a dork, Suba. I like so when when we were in I think it was like fourth grade. I think we did this thing um, called All Star Readers. We're like, do you remember when you were in school and there would be like those bulletin boards and they would always like change them up and they'd be like really silly with like decorations and stuff. So they did it where everybody had a little paper baseball with their name on it. And every time you read a a book and did a book report on it, you got a gold star. And I had two baseballs filled because I did over 50 of them because I had no friends and all I did was read. And like... It's so um, sad. I just want to say I agree with your bullies. Wow. I agree with your bullies. I'm going to go through your yearbook and call they up were... everybody that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> they were visionaries. They were preventing you from becoming a powerful nerd. Like, this is what happened. Like, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk did not get bullied enough. And they're like, we're going to nip this one's potential in the bud by crippling herself. <laughs> We can't let her know her power. She's just, she's still, she'll be too powerful. We can't. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I did some like real dorky shit when I was a kid. I, I, okay. This is also weird. So I'm not, I have a lot of friends that are into like astrology and like all the woo woo juju shit. And, and I am just, I'm, I, I'm always like, you live in LA. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Uh, <laughs> you're a white woman that lives in LA. Wait, you're a white woman in <laughs> <Yeah>. Los Angeles. <laughs> no. It's so true. And you know people who use crystals? You're like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, but so like, but there are like certain things that have happened to me like over my life that I'm like, that is weird. Like, I don't like, I try not to lean in too hard because I'm like, I don't want to be that. I can't. But like one thing, and I swear <laughs> that this happened to me. So when I was young, I was like 10 and we moved from um, Lynn, Mass up to Salisbury, Mass, which is the most northern part of the state. It's about like 45 minutes away. And so... When we moved, I had a dream the night before I started my new school about this girl who was like a huge bully and was such an asshole to me. 
And then the next day, I literally met this girl, the same exact girl, like from my dream, looked like same name, looked exactly like it was the creepiest shit that's ever happened. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I was so like, wait, what? Like it was bizarre. You're that's wild. I know there isn't even like a joke for it. It was just a weird, creepy thing that happened to me that I'll like I, I I've never forgotten that because it's like we all have like that weird deja vu stuff. But this was like so specific that I was like, oh, my God. Hey, uh, Valerie, I need you to pick out some lottery numbers for me, if you could, please. <laughs> You're like, if you could just buy, like, a few scratch tickets and just, like, I don't know, see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to hand you a couple of submissions, and I just want your hand to stop on the one you think is no, best. No. <laughs> just no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. That's nuts. Yeah. But I've also, like... Holy shit. I also think there's a thing about, like, the power of manifestation, too, because there is, like, certain things that I feel like I very much manifested. Like, I had a joke. Your face right now, you're just like, please stop. <laughs> I know. I hope manifestation isn't real because I've been doing the opposite of it for so long. <laughs> well, I think I... Okay, so my family's super negative. So, like, uh, yeah, like, I, I, it's easy to spiral into that. But there'll be certain times where I'll put stuff out that I'm just like, like my, okay, my bio for a long time when I first was like really trying to start like comedy for like improv and sketch and like even just starting stand up. The last line of my bio used to be, but she's really just biding her time until somebody casts her as a young Dana Scully. And then that literally happened when I did Dana Gould's show and he wrote that part for me as to be like a knockoff of Scully. Valerie, I can't. I know. I can't like I can't do this. <laughs> if you're gonna like if this friendship is gonna end with me collaging my hopes and dreams on a sad piece of cardboard, I can't. I'm gonna stop this podcast. No, just Pinterest. I babe. don't want to believe in this stuff out. Just pin it. No! <laughs> Valerie, no You're like, what's that? My internet went out. <laughs> Listen, this is supposed to be about family, oh and I'm just trying to tell you that I've done everything in my power to try to get rid of mine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. So. Wow. My family was so negative, though. Yeah. My family is. But I think that's like an immigrant thing when you go through like so much hardship. Yep. That like your world is just your worldview is like, well, the worst is going to happen. That's why we left our motherland and moved into a cornfield yeah. because we need job security. So it was just even like this is the uh, my opinion, one of the bitchiest things my parents have ever done. When I first started getting a few TV credits, like I got like two or three small little things in a row. And my mom literally called me not to say congratulations, but to be like, yeah, but see, Suba, this is just like one, two, three things. This isn't a job. This isn't a career. You know oh what's God. next? And I was like, what? What? Like, whose mother's reaction to them being on television is like, okay, next scene. Like, who does that? Oh, who does I that? Like, My mom, it's like, literally meaner than TikTok. It was <laughs> okay, so two, so two things. One, when I did Conan, my parents were like, my mom was like, well, why couldn't you have done Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> I was like, and I was like, well, first of all, because they didn't want me. And second of all, uh, because (laughs) why does it, this is still a TV credit. Why do you care? And then, uh, so that. Also, Conan O'Brien is a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's more fun because you don't have to, it's not network, so you don't have to be as squeaky clean. Like you can actually be kind of a weirdo, you know? 
But um, but so that happened. And then when I did do um, when I did that episode of Stand Against Evil, I was so excited for my parents to watch it. And I would call them and be like, "Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet?" Ah, uh, no, nah. no. But did you see your brother was on TV the other day? He went to the Red Sox game and they panned right over to him. You could see him <laughs> and everything. And I was like, "This is not the same." And he's like, they're like, yeah, you guys have both been on TV. I'm like, not the same. Oh my God, I'm crying. Oh, that's so funny. It took funny. them six months to watch my first I TV appearance. Six months. And I had to physically sit them down, open my laptop and go, watch this. <laughs> my mom watches stuff. She just doesn't get it. Like, she doesn't get it, and she doesn't want to a lot of the times if I'm, like, dirty or talking about her, which I'm, like, fair enough. But she, like, she'll watch, and she gets mad when I don't tell her, but I don't like telling her anything, because she always has she always has something weird to say, and I'm like, oh, God. Ugh. And there's going to be one day I'm going to get something where I can't tell her about it, so I'm just trying to get in the habit so that when I purposely avoid something, it's not so obvious that my tits are out on HBO or whatever. It's <laughs> you know? so funny. I know. And, like... It's hard to tell. It's so scary. Yeah. And it's hard to tell them stuff too because then they won't leave you alone about it. Like if you find out that you get something yeah. but you don't, like even with late night, like you find out that they want you, but it takes like six months to not to a year sometimes before you actually record because they just have a, a list and it they, you know, match you up with other guests that they know aren't going to run over time and like all this other stuff, like all these yeah. variables. And especially when you're not famous, like they're going to push you for people that need to plug something that's t- that's time sensitive. So mm-hmm. it's like, but parents don't understand that. So they're just like, oh, well, I guess it's never going to happen, huh? And you're just like, what? No, stop that. <laughs> like, I know. And it's like, look, it's not my fault. <laughs> the lead singer from Smash Mouth is doing a new mon- a movie where he plays a talking squirrel. <laughs> I got bumped. <laughs> Please tell me that that's a real thing. I'll be thing. on next week. Please okay? tell me that that really. No. I was like, that seems so obscure no. that it might honestly be true, and I was like, I kind of want it to be. Oh, but like, it's funny. So, is your brother like the favorite with your parents out of the two of you? I feel like because well, there's three of us, but it's definitely me or my brother. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I feel like I feel like I was the golden child at first because I was the firstborn. But like, oh, my brother is mm. severely the golden child now. Like he can do no wrong. And it's like, cause he's even like, you know, he's, he's a sweet kid. He really is. But he's like, you know, he's like, somebody has to go down and take care of them. Like somebody has to do it. And I was like, I'm glad that you volunteered as tribute because if you think I'm moving to fucking Florida, I, there's a- absolutely oh no way. I would sooner, I would sooner feed them to a gator than, than move down there. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Which ironically, you would have to move to Florida to yeah, do. I would literally, because then I knew we could leave. I'd be like, this is temporary, not permanent. Oh, and this is like, I know people shit on Florida all the time. And it's like, it's because of a majority of people. It's not everybody. I know not everyone in Florida is a terrible human being. It's just there's more of them than not. (laughs) Some of my favorite people have come out of Mm -hmm. Florida, which makes me question their PR team. Because I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, there's cool people here. (laughs) What is going on? I know. But then they leave. And then you're like, like, ah, there's a reason why you're not there anymore. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there are cool people and we're just not, it's like finding out the seventh contestant in a Honey Boo Boo episode is just super literate and has thoughts on William Faulkner and like all that. And they just never put them on camera. That's what I feel like is happening with Florida's PR. I'm like, there's cool people there. I've seen them. That reference, I, <laughs> they just have... <laughs> did you just 
out yourself as I watching know, Honey Boo Boo? Is that? I think we're glossing oh, right over that. that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> What's? The, I was trying to think of a word for a Honey Boo Boo fan. A honey Woo Woo. Oh God, I'm going to kill myself. Juju? I'm leaving the podcast. See you guys later. One episode and one episode only. Uh, <laughs> did your parents have a? Did your parents have a nickname for you when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my mom would call me Boothney, I think is the word for it. Boothney because um, it means ghost in Hindi <laughs> because I didn't comb my hair. So she said I looked like a ghost. <laughs> I'm like, you're the adult. You're the one who's in charge of combing my hair. She would just walk around like, look at this haunted ass bitch. I'm like, that's you. That's your job. I'm haunting you because my unfinished business is that you won't brush my hair. <laughs> My mom is like, why are you haunting me? I'm like, you're my mom. I need to go home. Legally, I have to be here. Oh, my God. She's obsessed. <laughs> just... That's so funny. Oh, God. I, I have I have nightmares about my mom brushing our hair, brushing her hair and having to cut her fingernails because she was not like Ooh. I like people that are tender headed. I don't. What's that like? Because I have no feeling left in my scalp from the way that my mom would brush her hair, just ripping. You picture a, a loud Italian Ooh. Boston mom brushing a child's hair. It is not going to be tender. It's just like, again, like, Ow. oh, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, that. And then when she would cut her nails, she used to do this thing where she didn't use um, nail clippers. She would use those tiny little manicure scissors to cut them. And she would cut them because she hated, it was like a weird pet peeve of her. She hated long nails. And so, and she couldn't stand them because she hated if if anybody's fingernails got dirty, like underneath. So she would cut them with the scissors, but she would cut them so short that like our fingers would bleed. (laughs) And if, and God forbid, like we would hide our hands around her because we would never want her to see them. Because the second that she could grab onto our hand and look at her nails, she'd be like, Phil, get me the scissors. And we'd be like, ah! And like literally just like run outside and hide. It was awful. I think this is uh, the origin story of a villain from a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> what is this? What? Yeah. Yeah, that is. It's it's between that and, and me being able to have psychic abilities. It's the two things that it just it's everyone's lucky that I'm nice that I that I didn't turn into a horrible human being because I could have very easily could have truly. That is more traumatizing. That would be a better use of the plot for Edward Scissorhands. Like, that is creepier. <laughs> oh, my God. Than if your mother... I still can't believe that your parents called you a ghost. Wow. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's haunting us. I live I here. Know. It's me, your daughter. <laughs> the one that you literally wouldn't exist unless, except for you two boned one night. So here we are, under one roof. Uh, my parents used to call me... Valorella, which I hated, uh, because I I used to always complain. Valorella, yeah, because I used to always complain about having to clean the house. So they would always be like, "Okay, like Valorella, do the dishes. Valorella, sweep the floor." And I'm like, "Yeah." They thought it was hilarious. I did not. They made themselves the bad guys. Like Cinderella was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was Valorella. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, there's blood on the floor. It's like, you just cut my hands. You did this. You did this. It's all your fault. Um, yeah. So that's uh, super fun. Super fun. Uh, we had a fit. We had a, we tried to record before and then we fucked it up. So now we're trying to figure out what stories we've already told and what we haven't. What are the other things we, what are the other <laughs> things that we wanted to cover? Um, I don't know that there's, 
that much. Like, I'm pretty good at calling it around here. Yeah, because we're, we're at like half an hour. Because it's like a half hour. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine by me. I feel like podcasts don't need to be. Listen, let's let's change the system. <laughs> podcasts don't need to be over <laughs> an hour. Who's got time for that? This is a nice little. They don't. Yeah, this is a nice they little don't. Commute. This is a nice commute podcast. This isn't a road <laughs> trip podcast. This is a commute podcast. Um. All right. What do you want to plug? Anything? Not, we can't do shows because Lord knows when this will come out. I know, right? Uh, so, uh, well, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me on social media. Just search at Suba, S-U-B-H-A-H, and I'll come up. That isn't necessarily always my handle, but if you search at Suba on, like, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I'll, I'll pop up. Follow me. <laughs> follow me. Uh, yeah, follow her, and uh, maybe you'll be invited to a birthday party if you bully her hard enough. Um, <laughs> I'm Valerie Tossie. You can find me on social media at Valerie underscore Tossie. That's sweet, sweet covered in underscore. And uh, yeah, you can uh, just follow. I'm touring a lot, so uh, come find me and w- come watch me on the road. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, those are the things that I'm doing and I run shows and fucking, you figure it out. Read my bio. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, you guys, that's it for us. Bye. Bye.